What's going on, coaches? I hope everyone's doing well. I know it's been a few weeks since we put out a, an episode, so we're excited to put out uh, some of these pre-recorded episodes for you guys. Like uh, we always do, we try to record a ton during the offseason. That way we can continue all through the season. Uh, we didn't get enough recorded, so we can't put one out every week, so we're going to space some of them out at times uh, through the months. So uh, just so you guys know what's going on, we're still going to be bringing them to you almost every week, but now maybe every other week. So you guys will hear the episodes from some pre-recorded episodes that we've recorded, and and uh, they were unbelievable. Like this one today is one that I can't stop talking about ever since we recorded it months ago, and something that uh, at McKinney we we use and uh, talk about an unbelievable guy. Um, you know, a guy we can call at any time uh, to to help with anything we need. So we had a blast on this episode. Um, and, and I think you guys are going to enjoy it as well. Again, if you need anything from us, head over to runthepower.com. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Team Builder. Team Builder has recently launched a full year, 52 week football strength and conditioning program that comes free with any Team Builder free trial. Team Builder provides strength and conditioning software to high schools around the country. Whether you write your own programs, have a full-time strength coach, or need training programs, Team Builder can make your program better. Right now, Team Builder is offering a full year, 52-week football strength and conditioning program that, again, is free with any Team Builder free trial. Visit their website and make sure you enter the code RTP to get their 52-week training program and start your 14-day free trial at teambuilder.com, which is T-E-A-M-B-U-I-L-D-R.com. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Legend Rings. As coaches, we all know the best way to represent our big win is with the championship ring. And the team at Legend Rings wants to help you celebrate your regional and state championship title this season. Their goal is to make your championship ring purchase simple, easy, and affordable from design to delivery. Check them out at legendrings.com or email info at legendrings.com to get started. Let them know that Run the Power sent you and they will make your ring for free. Again, go check them out at legendrings.com. This episode of the RTP podcast is brought to you by our guys over at Just Play. The team at Just Play hooked us up with their product, as you guys know, uh, and it's been a game changer for us. If you've seen us on Twitter or uh, have talked to us about this at all. We obviously especially love the playbook tools that allow us to create our favorite blocking schemes, as you guys know, power, counter, inside zone, pin and pull, uh, and formation, so we can save time and be more productive. That's the biggest part. Saves time on defenses, saves time on, on inputting offensive uh, formations, and then easy to draw the play out. Just Play is a limited time offer for RTP listeners only. Get my Just Play Pro for $120, which is an unbelievable $60 off the normal list price. Uh, this offer has been extended uh, and won't last forever. You can get this deal at JustPlaySolutions.com slash RTP. The best playbook tool on the market at JustPlaySolutions.com slash RTP. Don't wait. Go do it today. On this episode of RTP brought to you by Legend Rings, we talk with Anthony Jones. Coach Jones is an analytics expert and vice president of Edge Sports. Listen as we talk with Coach Jones about the latest in football analytics, the use of analytics in the NFL, NCAA, and high school, and how Edge Varsity can help your football program. Uh, again, as I said at the beginning of the uh, episode, this was an awesome conversation with uh, one of the smartest football minds I've ever been around. So uh, you guys can follow him, Coach Jones, on Twitter at Edge Varsity. Hope you guys enjoy. You know, just a high-level overview of my, my football background and football journey. Uh, went to UCLA for undergrad, walked on as a freshman, uh, you know, because I, I wanted to roll the dice. I believed that I could make the team and ended up making it and loved it. Uh, so I played football and rugby at UCLA. But I, but I also, you know, fairly quickly realized that my professional career probably wasn't going to be wearing a uniform. Um, so for me, it was about getting a degree and getting the skills and, and, and enjoying the sports experience, but also preparing for life after the game. Uh, after UCLA, I went and worked for a bit uh, and then decided I wanted to go back to grad school to get, uh, I ended up at the University of Michigan getting my master's in business. 
And that was with the intent of becoming, you know, working to become an NFL GM. That was my goal. So, you know, the, getting into the NFL is tough. Uh, spent, spent just over a year actually after finishing grad school, knocking on doors and uh, finally landed one with the Philadelphia Eagles and ended up working in operations and analytics uh, directly for Coach Reed and loved it. Uh, you know, still to this day, probably the best job that I've ever had. Uh, and, and my job in working for the Eagles really revolved around it, at least the analytics piece was, was bridging the gap between, you know, complex data analysis and, 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 and actionable information that coaches can use. Um, so that's, that's where I spent a ton of my time. Um, and since, since my time at the Eagles, I've worked in similar capacities at, in college and high school um, and have done a bunch of other stuff for other NFL teams. Now, currently, I run the team division at Sports, where in a nutshell, uh, we build products for analytics products for NFL teams, college teams, high school teams, and for broadcast networks. Um, you know, and I, th I think I'll, I'll, a lot of folks, when they think of analytics, they think you have to be a numbers guy. I, I consider myself a football guy first, but also a numbers guy. Um, but, but at my core, I think I'm, I'm, I'm a process improvement guy. I'm a process guy. Like you got to have a process so, so you can improve that process. Uh, it goes back to me being a walk-on. Um, I got to have a process, a process that I can improve. So I'm a process improvement guy and I'm a reps guy. But, you know, long story short, man, I'm a guy who, who I've spent, you know, the last 20 years in football analytics because I love football. I love talking about football. I love figuring out ways to use analytics um, as a competitive advantage. And I know that there are lots of easy ways to help coaches do that. So that's, that's what I love doing. And, uh, and that's, you know, I'm, I'm fired up to talk to you guys about football, about football analytics and just in general. Well, Coach, I love it. Um, obviously, you know, we, we kind of reached out to you. Coach Mahoney, um, mm -hmm. you know, had, had talked very highly of you. And so, obviously, we want to talk some analytics. Like you said, we want to talk some football. Yep. Um, but, but of all of that you just talked about, obviously, the thing that, that jumps out to me is, is talking about Coach Reed. You know, yep. Coach Reed with the Eagles. Uh, obviously, anytime you get to hear any story about him, uh, you know, I'm glued in on it because he's a – Super Bowl champion coach and yep. even before he won the Super Bowl was thought of as a top tier coach so uh, excited to talk with you about that but yep. the other thing that kind of piqued my interest with that was you know him with the Eagles was several several years ago yep. um, and and I think analytics have really peaked and, and, and it's a big it's a big talking point right now but I, I don't necessarily know that it was uh, when Coach Reed was with the Eagles. So what was it like um, as far as, you know, what was analytics looked at uh, yeah. during that time that you were with the Eagles? Because, uh, like I said, I, and maybe I'm way off because I wasn't in that circle, but it just didn't seem to be talked about at that point. It wasn't. You know, uh, the Eagles were at the forefront. We were, we were using it on the football side and on the player personnel side to really help make better informed decisions. Not to drive every decision, but to make better informed decisions. So it was, it, but it was a process where you had to, you know, I, I learned a lot from coach um, in terms of how he wanted to consume the information. So for instance, like, you know, you, you, I'd put a 10 page report, an analytics report on his desk and it would have some, in my opinion, some really easy to digest information that, you know, look, it makes sense, but he would slide it back across his desk and he'd say, AJ, show it to me when it's one page. You know, and that kind of information to understand, like, and his, his point was like, look, it's got to be actionable. I'm not going to read a book. I'm not going to read three pages, five pages, 10 pages, 30 pages. Show it to me when it's one page and then I can quickly digest and turn into action. So, you know, it, it, it was learning those kinds of lessons with him. And he went from a, from a guy who admittedly would say, you know, look, um, you know, I, I got here without analytics. I'm going to get fired without analytics. You know, that was early, early, early. This is back in. 2001 um to if you were to ask him today um that he would he would admit like look i, I realize now that, that the margins of victory are very slim and any competitive advantage that i can get um is important so so he doesn't even to this day he he recognizes and he leverages analytics but what analytics should do is they should complement coaching they're not going to replace coaching you know, they're never designed to re re replace the, the, the art of coaching. So he leverages it to understand and put himself in situations where he can coach proactively and make better informed decisions. But he, but he is not going to coach purely by the numbers where it says, go for it, I'm hard and fat. No, he's going to know how big of a decision it is, which is, we'll get into that, I'm sure, at some point. But, 
part of leveraging analytics is, is using it to understand, okay, what is the right decision in this instance? And then how big of a decision is it? You know, because guys look at, at, at situations where you can say, well, in this situation, you should always go for it. Well, that's not true because you, number one, you have to be able to customize for the matchup um, and, and how you match up in this particular instance, not generically, just in this specific instance. And then what's the game state? And with those things, then you can start to understand, okay, is this, is this a semi-big decision or a really big decision? You know, uh, and again, we'll, we'll get into that. So he's evolved over time is, is, is the point. Um, whereas back in the day, you know, he and Brad Childress, Brad Childress was our offensive coordinator and Brad would, would, would say as well. And Brad was a very, uh, back then, uh, even, even then was, was very much in the analytics, both very, very smart guys, but learning the lessons of the challenges that they face, because it's, it's one thing to give folks analytics and, and even actionable information, but you also have to understand, like, as Brad would say, AJ, this stuff's great, but never forget, like, I'm the dude who has to stand up at the podium and answer these questions if this doesn't work, you know, and, and you have to keep that in mind because again, you know, it's, it's, it's a, it's a process. It's not something that happens overnight, um, but it is, it's to see how it is finally being talked about um, at every level is fun, man. It's really fun. That was going to be my question was, you know, talk about kind of like how all of a sudden now analytics has really mm -hmm. kind of come to the forefront and and I would probably contend that at least all 32 teams in the NFL are using some way shape form of it uh, and now you're starting to see it trickle down in obviously into college and high school but you know talk a little bit about how it's kind of been maybe legitimate legitimatized I guess I, you know I think with anything it's folks are just more comfortable with with sitting back and listening to it now um you know there's still plenty of guys that and as much as you think, you know, all 32 teams in the NFL are using it. Nah, they, they aren't. They would like to think that they are, but they're not. They, everybody, every team has an analytics person on staff. Um, but, but, but how much time that person gets with the head coach or even if they're using it in, in, on personnel side, you know, it, it varies by team. You, you have a, there's, it's a, I would say a handful of teams that are using it at a very high level. Most are kind of, either middling and then there's a few that just just flat out aren't using it um, but but part of that is it's just becoming more commonplace where it's more understandable we spent the last two years working with fox sports um, last year we were at the super bowl in the truck and you know we're on the headset with aikman and joe buck so we can on first downs we're telling them the same things that you know we're telling coaches on first down you know our job was to tell them sitting there running the numbers and every first down hey fourth and twos to go fourth and ones ago, fourth and eights ago, whatever it is, or there's nothing here, guys, so they can inform the broadcast. So it's becoming just more common as folks are talking about it on the broadcast. You, the three of us are talking about it. You know, it's just becoming a, a, a more common conversation, which is, again, really nice. Yeah, Coach, that was one of the things that I wrote down because I, I had heard about it with coaches. I'd heard, you know, at, at each level, now it's starting to trickle down. But then when you were talking, you, you were talking about broadcast using mm -hmm. analytics and so uh, how long has something like that been going because I've never heard of and obviously they don't talk about what goes into a broadcast and I'm sure it's yeah. way more than I could ever imagine but yeah I, I had never heard of that and so yeah. Yeah. is that is that what you guys are mostly telling them hey fourth down or I mean, are you giving them some analytics about percentages of of what they're going to see what all goes into that because it's not yeah. something I'd ever even thought of it varies it's it's again it's very similar to coaching and, and dealing with, with teams where the fourth downs are the things that, that it's, it's the, the piece that gets talked about the most, you know, where guys want to understand, Hey, should they, there, there's a debate. Should they not, should they have gone or should they not have gone? Um, but, but really that is when you're dealing with analytics, it's, it's, and it's the tip of the iceberg um, because you, if you're, if you're leveraging analytics correctly, you can use it to understand a ton of stuff, whether it's whether or not you should go for it on fourth downs, or your timeout strategy or your 2PAT strategy or whether or not it, one of the George is is one of the really forward thinkers in high school so last year I helped him um, built a template for him where he could start running scenarios to understand should we even send a guy back to return this punt or do we you know what I'm saying so you can use it on special teams I mean there, there's the applications are endless but you can't you can't you can't turn on the fire hose um, day one, you know, you really, which is why we encourage a lot of guys to start 
using analytics now because it starts with fourth downs and you get comfortable with that process. And then you start looking and saying, golly, you know, we just don't think our punt returner is, is, is efficient as we, we would like him to be. And when you start looking at some of the numbers, you can say, well, based on the game state, again, it, it, it's all customized. We customized it every, we customized the matchups at every level, high school, you know, college, all the way up to NFL. <clears throat> but in high school, you can look at it and for customized matchup and, and say, look, okay, here's how we match up against these guys. And here's the game state. So say, hypothetically, you need to know what the scoreboard says. We're down three points. We've got two timeouts. They've got one timeouts. We're at the, you know, balls at the minus 40 yard line. They've got, you know, yada, yada, yada. You know, the entire game state. Now you've got a punt returner back there and he's standing on the 10 yard line. Now, if, if what's this required success rate for us to even try to field this ball and you can run it to understand, well, golly, in this situation, we, we have to feel like our guy can catch the ball, field the ball. 90% of the time or 60% of the time or whatever that number is, but it gives you some context to, to help you make that decision. Um, it, and it just, you can do it proactively. So you're not sitting there wondering, Hey, should we send a guy out there or not? You know, ahead of time, like, look, based on this situation, this guy needs to be able to catch the ball, field the ball. We, we need to feel like he's going to be field the ball at least 95% of the time. If you do send him out there, if not, look, let's put him up on the line and go, go <laughs> you know, go with an 11 man rush and really put some pressure on, on that, that punt team. So again, there, there's just a bunch of different ways um, that, that the networks are using it. Networks were typically, they, they liked the fourth down stuff because it was, it's the easiest tied to digest. But at the same time, they were very interested. We were doing stuff during the playoff run last year where they'd say, hey, what's the likelihood of this team making the playoffs um, or winning the NFC East or yada, yada, yada. So you can use it for a bunch of different stuff, but, it, but I do think it's really important to focus, start small. Like figure out something that you're really comfortable with, whether it's in-game usage or whether it's post-game usage with uh, post-game reports to understand, you know, win probability swings based on, you know, the play of the game or, or how the game flows. Um, does that answer your question? Hopefully. Yes. Yes, it, it, it does. Exactly. Um, and, and so kind of my follow-up with that and, and not necessarily with that, but just kind of my follow-up to it is uh, obviously you see a trickle-down process. NFL yep. starts using it. College is going to start using it. And then eventually to go down to high school. Um, yep. I think it seems like from what I've been around, high school right now is a really tough one to crack with analytics. Um, I don't know whether it's older head coaches or, or what the deal is, but there, there's plenty of coaches that you know, won't even think about it. Like they don't even want to hear the yep. word. Don't yep. talk to me about the word analytics. It's the devil. I mean, yeah. to, to yeah, some coaches. Sure. Um, but it is starting to trickle down into yeah. people. And, and I'm assuming that's where, uh, you know, edge and I don't know if it's edge varsity or edge sports. I'm not sure how that all, how that all works under that umbrella. But um, so if I'm working with a head coach and I'm the assistant coach, say yep. I'm assistant coach and I'm not saying this about my head coach, but I'm working yep. with the head coach and he is not completely against analytics, but, yep. but he's an old school guy. He doesn't really yep. want to hear it, but he trusts yep. what I have to say. Yep. What's my get my foot in the door talking yep. to him about? What's yep. what's maybe yep. the yep. one little thing? What do I yep. do about that? Typically, what I'd recommend there again is let's let's look at post game reports. So, and the reason I say that is because everywhere I've been, and I'll, I'll, I'll give you an example. Everywhere that I've been, when we go and we we evaluate our game, we, we're, conventional wisdom is one of the first things that we're going to look at is our big plays. You know, where and and maybe defined slightly different, but we're going to say, hey. Every, everywhere that I've been, all my stops, NFL, college, high school, we've said our big plays, run plays were 12, were any play of 12 yards or more. Pass plays were any play of 18 yards or more. And, and why is it that number? I don't know. That's because we've always done it that way, you know? <laughs> but, but you look at those, and again, so that's just conventional wisdom. We look at those big plays. How many big plays did we have? How many big plays do they have? Okay, what's the differential? Good, good, good. Hey, we had two more than they did. You know, that's a win. That, that's, a, that's a pat ourselves on the back. But, but what my and what what analytics and what we at edge sports do is we we help folks understand like listen while that's important and that's great what you really need to do is be looking at play by play in the context of win probability that's what matters it's not these arbitrary 12 yard runs or whether it's 12 yards whether it's 15 whether it's you know what i'm saying so let's look at things in the context of win probability because when you can start showing a coach that hey look coach that that play in the first quarter when the game was tied but it was a it was a 13 yard, you know, gain on a run play. So we're going to call that a big play. 
we're, you know, that we're going to chalk that up as something that we really want to hang our hat on. Great play. But when you look at it in the context of win probability, it may have increased your win probability by 2%. If you, if you fast forward and say, hey, let's look at that play in the third or the fourth quarter, where instead of being at, at you know, that, that play in the first quarter happened at the minus 35. Now we get third quarter um, and we're, we're down two and we're facing a third and three, you know, just outside the red zone, but we convert, but it's, a, it's only a four yard gain. So typically it would not be considered a big play. But when you look at what that does in terms of your win probability, where now it's given you that you convert on that, that, that third and two or third and three goes for four yards, you know, that's increased your win probability by four or 5%. Like that plays more valuable. Like, so we need, you know what I'm saying? So we need to focus on, on the right things rather than just kind of the conventional traditional things that we focused on. So if you look at post-game reports to answer your question, it's, it's a way where you can, we quickly break down each play so you can understand, hey, how much was that play worth? So you understand that penalty, that holding penalty cost, did it cost you 1%? Did it cost you 10%? Was that touchdown worth 5%? Was it worth 15%? That, you know, any of these different things that any play that you're looking at, when you look at it in the context of win probability, it just, it, it gives you context about how big, of it, big an event this was. And it's a coachable deal too, because it now ties play ex execution to wins and losses. Because kids can now and coaches can understand this is worth X or, you know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? Yes, completely. Coach, I was going to say, you know, I would think, you know, Fox sports and, and the broadcast, you know, bringing that analytics piece to it as well, especially when you're talking about, you know, fourth down, should yep. we have kicked a field goal here or, or you know, gone for seven or whatever it might be. Yep. That leads to a lot of great natural debate too, which mm -hmm. obviously is going to also be, you know, a lot more engaging to the audience. I would think. It, it does. It does. And I think, you know, to put it back, though, for, for teams, it, it even leads for debate in teams because I naturally one of the things that guys that always comes up is, well, you know, well, what if I fail? What if I fail? Again, we understand when, when, we're, when we're looking at the numbers and trying to explain what we're trying to determine is what gives you the best chance to go on to win the game. So to use you guys, do you guys play blackjack? Have you guys ever played blackjack? A ton, yes. Yeah, so the game. Po poorly. I played it poorly. <laughs> but, but to use blackjack as a very simplified analogy, if, if, you're, if you're sitting at a blackjack table and you're, you're going to sit down for the night, you're going to play for a little while. You're not just going to play one hand and leave. You're going to play for a little while. You sit down and you get 13 and the dealer's got a, got a face card showing. The dealer's got 10. You got to take a hit. You, you have to, you know, you have to take a hit. You got 13. Dealer's got a face card. You got to take a hit. Now, when you catch an eight or a seven, hey, you're, you're doing backflips, boom, that's what you want, good stuff. But when you catch that, that 10, you know, you catch that face card and you bust, you don't turn around and say, God dang it, that was the wrong, that was, that was the wrong call. No, 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 it was still the right call. It just was an unfortunate result. But over the long haul, if you wanna win, you've gotta to continue to play, make the, decision, make the best decisions possible, if that makes sense. So in a football context, when, you know, one of the biggest challenges for guys to get comfortable with is when you start leveraging analytics, whether, whether it's going for a two PAT or going for a fourth down or, or on the cases when we're telling you you should punt or, you know, attempt a field goal, but to use fourth, fourth down attempts specifically, um, the, the guys that, that use it the best are able to coach with confidence because they know that once they, they've made the decision to go, once the analytics have supported it and said, Hey, this decision is worth increases your win probability by 7%. They decide to go. They can rest easy. It now it now frees them up because knowing number one, they know it proactively, so they're going to know on first down that what the right decision is. So hey, if I get to fourth and three in this series, I should be going for it. Number one, okay. So now I'm trying to get to fourth and three. I got three downs to get to fourth and three. Now I I, I can focus on coaching, execution, uh, play calling, and personnel rather than trying to. And I've sat by coaches at every level of the game on fourth down that make that decision to go or not go on fourth down. When you do that, you're putting yourself at a disadvantage because you're not giving yourself the chance to think through like, you know, hey, based on how the game is flowing, what personnel and play package do I wanna get in there, you know, to really get at these guys, to really exploit this. If you can make those decisions proactively, it just helps you coach a, a, a lot better and, and confidently knowing that, hey, if it's said it, and when we say, you know, going for it increases your win probability by, by 10%. And I'll, and I'll give you an example. If we say, and uh, 
there's, there's, if you're in field goal range. So what, what we can quickly do on first down is we're going to say, Hey, if you get to fourth and two or four, we'll, we'll stick with fourth and two. In this case, it's fourth and two. If you're, you're in field goal range, if you attempt a field goal, you're expected to win the game 50% of the time, just hypothetically. But if you go for it, you're expected to win the game 56% of the time. So that difference between the 50%, you know, you're expected to win the game 50% of the time if you attempt a field goal versus you're expected to win the game 56% of the time if you go for it, there's a 6% difference there, right? So we, we call that a 6%, 6 percent. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. So that, that's how much is at stake, how much you're gaining. And you're typically looking for something that's going to increase your win probability by at least 4%. For starters, you know, your threshold will go lower as you go on, but you, you start at around 4%, but this, this happens to be a 6%. But, you know, look, we're, we're also recognizing that, look, while it gives you a 6% better chance to go on to win the game, with that, there is a chance that you don't convert. It's like the blackjack. You know, there is a chance that you, you, you catch a card that isn't, isn't favorable, but it is still the right decision. You know, it's part of the process. We can't get caught up in the results of just saying, hey, We've all made, we've all called plays and said, hey, that was, I called a bad play, but it worked. That was still a bad play call. <laughs> you know, we've also called good plays that didn't work. That was still a good play call. So making the correct decision, we can't judge it purely on the result. We have to judge the process to say, listen, I did it with the best information available at the time of making the decision. I know it increased my win probability by, by X percent, whether it's 6%, 12%. Um, and now I didn't spend a lot of, I didn't waste a bunch of time trying to figure out what decision was the correct decision? I knew the correct decision. So I was able to get the personnel and the play in that I wanted and either we executed or didn't execute. But, but analytics really help you become a more confident and more proactive coach, if that makes sense. It does, Coach. And here's my, here's my question with it um, because I, I'm, I'd like to think by nature I want to go for it on fourth down guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and I think when you look at that, a lot of times you look at third down. I, yes. I like to go on fourth down because I think that um, just having that ability gives you so much, so many more options on third down. Yes. Um, if your goal is it's third and five and you want to get to, you know, two yards, I know we can always convert or give us a good chance to convert. Then, exactly. hey, I've, I've only got to get three yards on third down. With, with what you guys do, is that something that, okay, it's a third down, the clock just started. I can see how many yards do I need for us to go for it on fourth down. I know yep. it won't tell yep. you, but that'll show out the percentages. Hey, when does the percentage say, yes. okay, as long as I get this amount of yards on third down, I'm good to go on fourth down. Yep, but, but even better, we're going to tell you on our, our edge varsity tells you on first down. You don't have to wait wow. for third down. So on first, every first down, you, re, you only have to run it on first downs, but every first down, if you're at the minus 20, your first first down, it's going to say, hey, maybe there's nothing here. So you're, you know, if, if you don't get a first down, you're punting. But it could say, hey, fourth and two is a go here. You're going to know that on first down, so you're going to coach to fourth and two. You get a new first down, it's going to reevaluate where are you now, what's the new game state, Then it's going to tell you, hey, on this new first down, this one's a fourth and five. Like, it's not always a fourth and two. Sometimes it's a fourth and one. Sometimes it's a fourth and ten. Sometimes there's nothing there. But every first down, you get that new information. Our, our guys at every level, that's – it's. and I've worked – like, the way that I communicate, whether it's a broadcast or any of our guys communicate, um, like, it's very simple. First down, you run it. It takes four seconds. It simulates hundreds of thousands of games to conclusion. I won't get into the weeds and bore you with the details. But it barely – like – when we talked about that, that threshold earlier where I said, hey, if you attempt a field goal, you're expected to win 50% of the time. And if you go for it, you're expected to go on to win the game 56% of the time. That's 6% difference. Again, we recommend coaches start with a 4% threshold because it's a very it's a conservative starting point. Most guys get comfortable and quickly start looking for 3% or 2% or 1%. But start at 4%. If you, if you know once you set your threshold what number you're looking for, what difference you're looking for, I mean, it's – we have kids running the software. We have coaches. It, it's, you know, guys get, they sometimes get concerned operationally how to execute it. 30 minutes of sitting with us and you're, you're schooled up and ready to go. And you understand every first down, here's what we do. And you also can use it as a defensive tool to understand what should that opposing team be doing? So rather than celebrating that, that defensive stop on third and two, you can look at it and say, holy smokes, these guys, whether or not these guys realize it, 
they should be going for it on fourth and five or fourth and four or whatever. So, hey, guys, keep your hats on. Like, these guys actually should be coming at us. They may not, but be ready. Mm -hmm. So it's an offensive, it's a defensive tool. Um, it's, it's special teams. It's, it's you know, pregame, postgame, guys working into their practice routines. And I'll, I'll bore you with another quick Coach Reed story. Like, you know, I used to put together his play calling sheet back in the day. And, and we had, in the bottom right corner, he had two fourth and short plays, both out of jumbo. That was it. Like, wasn't any variance, nothing. Now, his fourth down section is a much bigger section of his play calling sheet because he knows that he's going to coach to a certain, you know what I'm saying? So, so it now becomes call your best play. Not call that play out of jumbo. Call it out of, if it's out of 10 personnel, 11 personnel, whatever it is. Call your best play. And you can also, coaches at every level, start working that into their practice schedule, which is very important to not, like, again, I am a reps guy. Like, you need reps. Like, coaches need reps understanding this, and players need reps understanding this. Work it into the practice schedule, and you're, you're practicing more efficiently for these scenarios. So when you get there, you're ready to roll. Everybody's ready to roll. I, I love that point that you make there about, about practice. I, we'd gone a lot more to going forward on fourth down, and it was something mm -hmm. we, we'd implemented into the practice, like you said. I, our guys had to get comfortable playing on fourth down. Yes. You know, hey, yes. we're, we're going to put it at third and six, and then whatever the scenario might be, it's fourth and, it might be fourth and six. It might be yes. fourth and two. We might have got a first down, whatever it might be. But our guys got so comfortable playing on fourth down, and our defense, yes. like you said, we're used to, hey, hey, we're not celebrating a third down stop. We're going to celebrate a fourth down stop. We'll get the ball yep. back. And and it just felt like, I mean, again, I, I couldn't tell you the exact numbers on it, but I, I felt like in pressure situations and we go into the playoffs and we had to have big plays on fourth down or third down, it, it was just second hat for our guys. They you guys are ready. It also, and, 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 and I, I bet you'll, you guys also noticed that there was an advantage of, of the uncomfort that it put the other team in. When they're mm -hmm. like, holy, these dudes are coming at us again. Like, holy smokes, you know, that, that's, that's tough <laughs> when you're constantly keeping the, your foot on the gas to go get these guys, you know, and they're like, golly, they're, they're, they're hoping that you guys are, no, 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 we're coming at you again, guys, here we come. Uh, with the, we've already got our personnel, personnel in on third down, like, here we come. And they're looking around like, oh, what just happened here? So, yeah, there, there, there's a very big strategic advantage to using this and practice, practicing it and having your guys ready to go. Um, and, it, and it's important that guys communicate because I've seen it at every level where the offense has to know what the defense is doing and, and both, both you know, and special teams, everybody's got to support each other as well. So the, the defense doesn't feel like, golly, these guys are leaving us in tough field position. No, the defense knows that it gives the team the best chance to go on to win the game. If they convert, right on. If they don't, hey, let's get our hats on and go, go get them the ball back, you know? That, that, the point you're making right there was what I was, I was just going to say. Again, times that we didn't get it are the times that, you know, the, the defense didn't hold. It mm -hmm. was just like, hey, wa water rolling off the duck's back, whatever it was. Like, hey, it happens just That's like you deal. said with the blackjack. Hey, man, we made the right play. It didn't work out. We're going to get the deal. That's We're going to get the next one. That's the deal, man. You keep fighting. And, 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 you know, folks worry about, well, does it, does it, I haven't been around a team where it, it was demoralizing. I've been around teams that if anything, you fight more offensively and defensively because you understand the process. Again, mm -hmm. I, I focus on pro like, this is how we play. This is our process. We're, we're making decisions that give us the best chance to go on to win the game. Like, let's go. Coach told us this, hour, like, let's go. Um, so I, I, if anything, I think it's, I mean, it gets me excited. You know, that, that stuff is, it's, it's fun to watch. Coach, I got two questions that are kind of yeah. into the spectrum. So I'll just kind of go one at a time, yep. but what is the big, and I'm sure there's a lot of them, but what, what's one of the big analytics that you think of that, that really changes the percentage to win that there's not a whole lot of coaches looking at, or maybe they are looking at, but it still is a huge, a huge deal, but I'd rather find one that not no. many guys are looking at. I, and I, and I love that question because it's important because guys, guys that, that a lot of guys that look at analytics will, will give you something there. We'll say, Hey, it's, it's this, it's this, it's this. But what I, what I, what I think it's really important for coaches to understand is, is that there is no, there's no silver bullet. There's no magic deal because the team that you coach and the team that I coach are different. You know what I'm saying? Like our, the talent level of our teams are different. And so what it, what it really depends on is how you match up. You have to be able to customize for how you match up against a particular team. So you don't want to use generic information because that doesn't apply to your team. You know what it, it, so you have to figure out, Hey, how do we match up against this team? 
And then what is the game state, which is what makes what we do unique. Because with those, you can understand, hey, in this situation, this gives our chance, our team the best chance to win the game. So it could be, you know, things in this particular matchup. It could be around turnovers. It could be around plays that were worth 6% win probability, whatever. In another game, it, it, it could be around passing yards. But, but there, there is not, like, there isn't one thing because all games are different. All games are coached different. All games, the talent levels are different. And if you're, you know, tools that let you leverage analytics and customize the matchup and then understand the game state, help you figure out those things, if that makes sense. And, and, it's, and I don't want to dodge that question, but I think it's important for guys to understand because to me, when you start naming these five, these two, these, these five, these three things, it's very similar to back to um, we think explosive plays are 12 yards. We think, you know, 12 yard runs and 18 yard passes. It's more, well, why, why is that? Well, that's because that's the way it's always been. George coach Mahoney does a really good job of it because he understands what works for his team. What are those critical factors driving success for his team against their opponents? Um, I would bet if we, we looked at either one of your teams, like the critical success factors are going to be different. They're not going to be the same as they were for, for coach Mahoney's team. I love it. No, I completely, completely understand that coach. So, and you might give me the same answer for this one and that's okay too. But um, on the flip side of that, is there any analytics piece that you hear a lot of coaches talk about and they think that it's a huge deal and it makes you cringe because you think, no, that's not actually very important. Hmm. No, I, Again, I th I, part of it is, is, is whenever I hear the tried and true big plays or, or, or specific, these work in every game. Um, now, what, so let's, let's I, I guess one example, sometimes guys will talk about two-point uh, two attempts where they'll say, hey, you never try a two-point attempt unless it's late in the game. You know? Right, I've heard that all the time. You hear it all the time. You hear it all the time. You hear it all the time. And, and, yeah, and, we're, down, we're down eight, and it's the first quarter, and I'm, I'm asking the coach, hey, are we going for this on two? And he's like, yeah. no. You never do it. You never chase points in the first quarter. I've always heard that. I'm with you, coach. I've heard it. It, all it never made sense to me because I figured all I'd rather know right now. But it, either way, I've heard it all the time. Yes. So, so, so that is a great example of one of those. Again, another one of those. So, my example goes to let's let's say, and and guys will tell you it's you don't do it outside of five minutes in the fourth quarter, two minutes, whatever it is. But I'm gonna say it's it's you know the beginning of the fourth quarter, end of the third quarter, whatever. And if there, there are going to be certain situations where, you know, if you're down, you're down 14 and you score a touchdown to cut the depth, cut the deficit. Now you're down eight. So again, most guys would say, Hey, you don't, ch don't chase points, go ahead, score again. And then if you score that second touchdown and you want to go for the win, try the two PAT then the, the flaws in that argument, it's, it's start with like, if you're going to go for two and if you, if the analytics or, or just gut has told you, you're going to go for two. Well, after that first attempt, that's when you need to go for it. And there's a reason behind that. So most teams are expected to convert two PATs roughly just, just, you know, I'm, I'm going to make some generic assumptions here, but just bear with me. Um, so if you're expected to convert two PATs around 50% of the time. So why you go for it on the first time is because if you line up that first time, if you're down, you're down eight and you line up and you attempt the two PAT. If you convert on that sec on that first time, you still have to score another touchdown preventing them, you know, to prevent them to get out in front of you anymore. So you still have to score another touchdown. If you score the two PAT, if you're successful on the first time, when you score that second touchdown, kick the two PAT and you win the game, game over. If though, on that first attempt, you're unsuccessful, okay? Well, you still have to score that second TD. And when you score that second TD, you get another shot at trying to convert that two PAT. This time, you're going to have, you know, again, if you're expected to convert around 50% of the time, you would hope that you convert one of those, one of those two attempts. There's no guarantee that you convert either of those attempts, but likelihood, the odds would suggest that you're going to convert one of them. Give yourself two chances to do that rather than waiting and saying, hey, this first time we're just going to kick the two PAT. Now we're going to try and score another touchdown. And when it all comes down to it, we're only going to give ourselves one shot. And that's going to be win, lose, or die on that one shot. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes, completely. It does. Because so, so that's just one example of one of those things when guys say, oh, no, no, you never chase points and you only go for late and you, you leave yourself with one. You don't leave yourself with one chance. If you're going to do it, give yourself two chances at it. Give yourself two bites of the apple. 
you know, give yourself more opportunities to score that two PAT. Because again, if you, especially if you knock it out the first time, you still got to score again, score that second time. Hey, kick the PAT, kick the one PAT game over. Love it. Uh, it's, it's kind of funny because it, it led into the, the one thing I had written down coach. And I, I was going to ask you about, you know, how, how much as a, a stats guy and analytics guy, you have to kind of, you know, maneuver it and deal with it. But the word bias, you know, oh. how, yeah. I mean, I, I was just going to say, you know, how, how much of it do you guys have to study? How much you have to account for it, analyze? I'm interested just to hear, you know, because to me, <laughs> we could talk for 10 hours on this, but, but I mean, bias shows up so many places when you start yeah. to talk about this stuff. Yeah, yeah. look, it's, <laughs> you know, and I, I again, I, and I, to me, it's, I love it. And it's, it's there. We all have biases. We all think certain things and we'd all like to go with our gut and, and, you know, guys will still argue that, that analytics can't, can't tell you, can't coach as well as the guy, you know, I, I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. But it's one of those things where guys, once, once they buy in and start having some success and start building some confidence with it, um, you just, you just see them make, drastic improvements in the way that they coach um, and just their efficiencies and everything else. So, but it is, it's a process. Like it's, we're edge sports, we're in it for the long haul. Like it's, we know that, you know, you, 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 just as you see quarterbacks, you know, at every level go from that year one to that year two jump, same thing happens with analytics. Like year one guys are dipping their toes in it, you know, and they may go for fourth downs. And if they, if they have some, you know, if they don't successfully convert, they back off of it and, you know, whatever, whatever, and they may shelve it for a game or two. But, but what you see is your one guys struggle with it and they figure, start figuring out, Hey, how this works. Your two guys are typically, I get it. Like, Hey, how can I now use it for special teams? How can I now use it for timeouts? How can I now use it for, you know, whatever it is. Um, but, but that is just part of our own, our own, our own biases and our own, our own experiences of, Hey, I coach this way because that's the way that I was taught. That's what I know. You know, I'm going to look at things in terms of, big plays or turnovers instead of in, in, in the context of win probability. Um, but, you know, the more we talk about it, the more folks are going to, if you analytics are, are, are here to stay. Um, and, and you, you mentioned earlier that, you know, yeah, a lot of the younger coaches that are, 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 especially at the high school level are jumping on board quick, but we're, we're seeing a fair number of older coaches as well. Like, look, man, I know this stuff is here. Like I'm looking for an advantage, you know? So Analytics are here, um, and and the quicker guys start leveraging it, like you're you're playing chess while the other dude's playing checkers. You know, if you're really using it. So, coach, obviously, you know, edge sports uh, is is who you're working with, or 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 you know, you're a part of edge sports. Mm -hmm. um, so, a high school team, they're listening to this, and they decide, okay, you know what, we do need analytics. Um, I don't think that I can run all these numbers, obviously, yep. in my head. Um, what do you, and they call you guys up, yep. what do you guys do for a high school team? What is that process of getting, not getting signed up? I realize how you get yeah, signed up. Yeah, but yeah. What does that process look like? What do those high schools get out of it? Um, yep. what it, what is it basically? I, I guess is my, is my question. Like, I want to go sell this to my head coach or what are we getting for, you know, what are we getting? What's going on? You, you, you get, you get an app. Um, so you know, how you use it is you have an internet connection and we walk you through how it works. You know, it's, it's really, it's designed to be extremely easy to use because we know that we're, that guys are already working a ton of, ton of hours. And, and again, that comes from, you know, all the dudes that I work with, we've worked in football, our careers, we understand the workloads and the stress and the, the demands that guys are under. We're not trying to add work to the process. So essentially you get an app where you log on, and we walk you through the main pieces of how there's, there's two main pieces. There's four pieces of it, but the main pieces are how you set up the matchup customizations, which takes you about two minutes. Um, and then you go to the play call simulator, which again, you can start running scenarios and we show you how on every first down, you know, you're, you're entering the game state. What's the down distance yard line timeouts, boom, boom, boom. And how to, how to interpret the results, but they're all very graphic, very just single page illustrations that tell you. Uh, fourth and twos ago, fourth and eights ago, or whatever it is. So we walk you through how all this works first as a staff, and then we help you identify, hey, who is best suited, you know, who, if you guys have said, hey, this is the person that we want to do it, and it could, it doesn't even have to be a student. I mean, we've got, 
you know, at one school last year, they had this, a, a female valedictorian who was running. It can be anyone, it can be a parent, but we, we help you understand what it's saying. Um, and then we help you identify, you know, who's gonna run it and we school them up. It doesn't take, again, 15 minutes and guys are like, okay, I see what you guys are doing here. Um, I can run this and then communicate with the head coach. So we, we help you operationally put it into your program. And then we also always follow up. We're out in the field all the time. We're happy to put on demos. Like we are, we get football and, and that the hours are, you know, it's 9.15 out here in Louisville, Kentucky right now. And, and after you, I'm talking to, you know, I'm talking to another team tonight. Like we're available 24-7 because we know that as the football season goes, like it's really important to be available to give you guys the knowledge and the confidence of how to use this tool. But it is, it, you know, and, I'm, and, I'm, and I'll show you guys again at some point too, where it is just, it's hard to describe in words, but it is the guys that see it, once you see it, like, this is easy. Yeah, it's extremely easy to use and, and very actionable right away. And the other piece, so there's, there's an in-game kind of play calling piece, and then there's a post-game report. So each week after you play a game, you can download your, your play-by-play file from Huddle uh, or whoever you're using. You just download the play-by-play. You email that to us. And then we turn it around that, that as you, if you look at, you know, any college or NFL game now has kind of the, the win probability chart that, that looks like a stock ticker that shows you big, you know, how the game progressed. Right. We do that for high school games. So now you can understand, hey, how much was that play really worth? That touchdown, you know, or that penalty or whatever it is, but we do the exact same thing for you guys. Um, and our guys at the other levels, NFL and college, look at our high school product and like, you gotta be kidding me, this is amazing. Because they can't use it live. There's no in-game processing. Uh, in the NFL or college, whereas you guys can use it. So typically someone's either in the press box or on the field. I recommend in the press box because you can see the field. And, you know, again, every first down, you're updating the simulation engine and it takes seconds to do this. Press go. It simulates the game to conclusion again and gives you your actionable information. There's nothing here, coach, pun if we don't convert or fourth and six is a go. But you just, it's, it's extremely easy to use. Well, Coach, you talk about game customization, and I think yep. that's where that has always been, you know, as an old school in, in my mind kind of guy, that has always been my argument against analytics, right, yep. is, yep. hey, they don't Should know be. if if they don't know if Should we've be. got 320-pound linemen and, and yep. two yards is easy to get or yep. we're tiny and we can't get yes. two yards, right? That was always yes. the argument. But yes. and, and so you talk about the customization of it. Yes. What all goes in – and not all. I, I know yeah. you guys have got a job. But what what are some of the things that go into the customization uh, of an individual game? Yeah. yeah. So, you know, we rely on you guys as the experts. Like we know that it's film study. We know that it's tendency analysis. With, analysis. We know that it's gut instinct. But at the end of the day, what we ask you to tell us – is there's a simple interface that says, hey, your offense versus this week's, this, this week's opponent. So your offense versus their defense. How do you match up in the pass game? How do you match up in the run game? Anywhere from strong advantage to a strong disadvantage. So you'd say, hey, our offense versus their defense in the pass game, we think we've got, we've got an advantage. Um, our offense versus their defense in the run game, eh, we're at a strong disadvantage there. They're better than us. Then we say, okay, same thing, your defense versus their offense. How do you match up in the pass game? How do you match up in the run game? You give us those ratings. Do you know, hey, uh, our, our defense versus our, their offense, we think in the pass game, we're evenly matched. And then our defense versus their offense in the run game, we think we have a strong advantage. So you set those. Again, very clear, easy interface. It's just, you're just, you know, clicking on dots. We also ask you, what's your tempo going to be? Are you going to be, you know, uh, an average team, meaning you're going to run about 70 plays per game, or are you going to be very fast? You're going to run like 90 plus plays per game, or are you going to be very slow and run about 50 offensive plays per game? Um, so we want to know what, how the tempo, your tempo on offense and their tempo on offense. We also want to know, again, very, just very quick questions. Hey, what's your field goal range? What's their field goal range? And what's your punt range and their punt range? So you set those. And now that informs all of, all of the analyses that we're doing behind the scenes. And, and then giving you that actionable information. So you set it, takes you, again, less than two minutes, takes you a minute to do, you set it, and now everything that you do is driven by that. If at some point, the beauty of it too is that it's designed to be changed. So if you see a matchup a particular way and you think, for instance, hey, we think we're gonna smash these guys in the run game. You know, last year we smashed them, what we've seen, we're gonna smash them. You show up and they got a couple of big boys, you're like, oh, it's gonna be a little bit different. Or it starts raining, whatever it is, the running advantage that you thought you had is not there. You come back into this screen, you change it, 
And again, those now all of the recommendations, all the information you're seeing is based on that new customization that you've set. But this screen is designed to be you know, adaptable and to be used very quickly. And then it informs all of the recommendations that come out of the model. Does that make sense? Yeah. I, uh, like I said, I'm, I'm already sold, man. I, I love all this stuff. I mean, for me, it's, 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 it's an easy adaptability. I, I, I would want to try the heck out of it. And then yeah. you, you kind of really piqued my interest again, you know, with the, the feedback you're getting afterwards, um, yeah. you know, talking about the charts, the wind charts and the percentages, understanding which plays were the big plays and which ones weren't. I mean, to me that, that knowledge afterwards, rather than like you, you had started your whole talk about, you know, Hey, we felt like the big plays or, Hey, we felt like this, like really, really knowing which plays are important. And then not only that, but being able to now like pinpoint, Hey guys, I tell my guys third and threes in this situation, you know, this situation, super important. I can practice those situations. I can get better at those situations. And I know that those are my four percenters or my six percenters. That's it. That's, that's my edge. Yeah, when I go into the next game. Seriously. And, and part of that post-game analysis too is, is we give you the ability to look at not only execution, but decisions. So, hey, where, where do we think you made good decisions on fourth down? And where do we think you may have left a little meat on the bone? You know? Um, and, 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 and you can start to look at those things to understand, okay, as you're growing and, and learning and say, okay, yeah, I know. I, I didn't feel comfortable with that. But it starts to reinforce like and lets you after the game, when, it, when the bullets aren't flying, you can really sit back and look to understand not only how, how, how well did we execute, but, but how well did I make decisions throughout the game? Coach, I would foresee, uh, you know, another argument with, with coaches when they're talking, high school coaches talking to you is, you know, hey, I get it. The NFL, you know, they've got mm-hmm. certain analytics, but high school is a different football game yep. than the NFL. It's a different Absolutely. football game yep. than college football. Yep. Um, are, are you guys – is it not as, as dissimilar as we think, or are you guys using a different engine with high school as you are with yeah. the NFL or, or how does that work? Great. Another, another great question. So yes, different engine. So, so what we've done is yes, we started in the NFL and we built our models, you know, back in the day based on 20 years of NFL data. So again, won't jump into the weeds and bore you with all the details, but we built our NFL models based on NFL data. Then we customized those for college based on college data. We have done the exact same thing for high school. We've customized for college based on high school, or excuse me, based, customized for high school based on high school data and high school rules. So we're not, it's not the NFL model being, you know, we're running, we're, we're, we're you know, 15 minute quarters. No, 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 no. 12 minute quarters. It's all high school rules. Like this is specifically customized. All our distribution outcomes where that, that enable us to simulate a game to conclusion. Um, are, are customized for high school. So while, while I would be very, I would get it if, if we were doing stuff, you know, if we're giving you NFL results, that doesn't apply. Like our model, our high school edge varsity product is built off of high school data customized for the high school game. Well, coach, my, my last question is like you said, it, and, and like, you know, I, we're in Texas, so I think we're at college rules. So we might yep. be not, not able to use it in game. Yep. Um, but you said, Colleges are using this, NFL is using yes. this, and, and obviously not in-game, but they, they are still have the ability. Oh, they are, but they're not able to use it? They use it differently. So the interface that you can use at every, every state, the live simulations that you can run live. We produce a game book uh, for, for Texas as well as NFL and college teams. Okay. So what we do is we understand how you match up. Again, you tell us how you match up against the team, and then and I'll, I'll send you an example. But essentially, it's a color-coded chart that tells you based on the game state uh, it's, it's what I was reading the NFL in college. So build these things. So you understand someone can still tell you from the booth, Hey coach, fourth and ones ago, nothing here, fourth and eights ago. Yeah. We, we have an in-game tool um, for Texas uh, just as we do for the NFL and, and, and college. It's just the interactive, every state outside of Texas, you can use an app with an internet connection, to, to plug it in online, but any, any place that doesn't have that, like Texas, we build you a game book so you can use it in the game. Wow. That's awesome. And then, yeah. so then after the game, people in the, in college or Texas, they just enter the, the, what happened in the game, just as you would um, in any other state into the yep. device. Yep. Just as you're, well, actually it's, it's, you don't even have to enter it into the device. Like as you're, you guys do your breakdown, you know, and you have, 
you know, down distance, ODK, field position, all that, your traditional breakdown of all offensive, defense, special teams plays from the first play to the end of the, end of the game, you just email us that. You, mm-hmm. Hey, here's our play-by-play, done. And you guys are done. <laughs> and we do all the heavy lifting behind the scenes. We turn it around, and now we say, hey, coach, go check your account. We upload it onto your account, and now there's an interactive report wow. um, where you can go in and suddenly awesome. say, hey, here's my good calls, here's my bad calls, see how the win probability progressed throughout the game. Hey, here's my plays that were – that that increased our win probability by two percent five percent ten percent here's the ones that cost us six percent seven percent i mean it's a very everything has to be actionable like we are not like we want you to look and see and not have to say god dang it, i gotta call those guys again no you look and like okay i get what they're saying this makes sense awesome coach just kind of run us down you know coming up on an hour just yeah. run us down you know guys that want to do this you know what what's the best way to 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 get it to get started Give us all kind of the lowdown on, you know, getting rolling with edge varsity. Yeah, great question. Um, so anybody that's interested, especially, you know, guys that come via a, a podcast for you, um, you know, we'll, we'll certainly give them special consideration and give them, give them any, our best discount available at the, the available time. Um, but the best way to do it is just to reach out to me. You know, is it, is it, can I give you guys my email? Uh, you know, yeah, can, whatever, yeah, whatever cool. works the best for you, coach. You can, yeah, so two ways. So you can you can go to edgevarsity.com, which is it's it's spelled E D J varsity V A R S I T Y. So edgevarsity.com um, and fill out a request for more information. But the easiest way to do it is just to email me. Uh, and my email is A J O N E S. So A Jones uh, at Edge Sports at E D J S P O R T S dot com. So A Jones uh, at Edge Sports.com. I'm also happy to, you know, give up my cell number. Guys, can, like, I'm available. Uh, we've got a team. Our team is always available. So guys can also call or text me. Uh, my cell is 310-405-2067. And all, always up for talking football and analytics. Uh, myself and our team. And, you know, look, we're happy to talk to you guys. And, and for us, again, we're not we're, – we're more about educating guys. You know, we're not we're – not, like it's not a hardcore sale. Like we want to get you comfortable with analytics. And if it's something that works for you, cool, let's figure it out. If it's not, that's fine too, because we know that there's a ton of teams. There's 16,000 high school programs. There's a lot of teams that are coming on board with, with a very big interest in analytics. So we're, we're definitely keeping busy. Well, coach, this has been, you know, an unbelievable hour, man. I, I really, really, really appreciate it. Uh, it's, it's, unbelievable getting to hear you talk football and analytics and um it, it would be it'd be hard not to be sold on any of this after after hearing you talk about it so i really really do appreciate it and thank you so much uh for this hour it's been it's been awesome for me now hey the same here i absolutely love talking about this stuff you know especially with guys like you guys who who, who like to poke and prod and are trying to figure this out man because it is fun so you know thank you because uh we we we're excited about it and, uh, you know, really, really appreciate your time today and, and having, having us on. Really appreciate it. Absolutely, Coach. Been a, bl- uh, been a blast. Uh, I got one question. Uh, yeah. Did you work with Trey Brown when you were with the Eagles? No, Trey was – I actually was on staff uh, back at UCLA when Trey was a player. So, holy, you're throwing me – wow, that's way, <laughs> way back. So, I was I, on staff at UCLA when Trey was there as a player. Great guy. I, we were, we, we've been talking about him the last couple of days. So I know I, you know, I heard a, a couple of connections there. I know he was at UCLA and then yep. with the Eagles as well. And then I, I think he's going to get a new job with the Bengals. I haven't seen anything announced yet, but I, I, that's what I'd heard. Uh, and the only reason I know is, is I coached with a guy who was, who was uh, running personnel with him with the Battle Hawks in St. Okay. Louis. So yep. um, another guy, but just, just wanted to see if there's a connection there. Uh, like I said, I got to meet him. Great uh, dude. Another, br- another yep. brilliant UCLA guy like yeah, yourself. Hey, man. Trey was, you could tell back, from from Trey's playing days, Trey was an undersized guy, but but Trey had a fight and a will and a, and a, and, a, and an intelligence in him that you knew he was going to do big things. He is a, you know, he's a good dude, um, and so the league would be lucky to to get him back in. Um, he's 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 a he's a very impressive guy. So I wish him nothing but the best. Very good guy. Well, the same could be said about you, Coach. Man, we're uh, we're very impressed as well, and and I'm excited about Edge Varsity. I know I'm looking forward to having a big time conversation with with our staff because I think it'd be a great tool to to help us at Ankeny. So appreciate you again sharing yeah, your time awesome. with us, man. 
And that's going to do it for this episode of RTP. We want to again thank all of our sponsors. You guys make sure and go check them out. Help grow our community by telling other coaches about Run the Power. And if you enjoy Running the Power, go get your shirt, long sleeve, or hoodie at runthepower.com. Also, if you have any topics or any questions you would like for us to discuss in the next podcast, simply rate our podcast and then leave a comment in the writer review section of the podcast app. This will help our podcast rating as well as it will allow us to answer the questions you all want answered. Make sure and go check out our blog at runthepower.com. Follow me on Twitter at Harper underscore Coach and Coach Walls at Coach Brady Walls. Run the Power now also has its own Twitter and Instagram, and you can find that at Run the Power. Hope you guys enjoyed this one. Talk to you soon.